0: You're listening to Brand to Brand, a B2B marketing show that's safe enough for work, but not safe enough to be on the radio. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey,
1: everybody. Today on the show, we're talking about franchising and the considerations around making the decision to do so. We're going to take a look at Subway and McDonald's to see what you can learn from the standards set by these large brands. All right, why don't you pull up a seat at the table and let's kick things off. Welcome back, everyone. You know, the topic of franchising is one that a lot of business owners have considered along the way. In this episode, we're going to take some time to kind of dive into what it all means. What could it do for your brand? What could it do for the growth plan that you have? And is it something that's worth considering? V, I would love to hear your your thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, uh, here's my first thought just going to crack a beverage. Uh, This is something I've been really curious about for a while. It seems like when we were talking about planning for this episode, you know a good amount about franchising and what it can do for your business. And I wasn't as aware. Um, But I've thought about this for a while. How do people make that decision? What's the benefit? What considerations go into it? So you're going to crack your beverage? (laughs) Now that we have both
1: (laughs) cracked our beverages, we we are ready to talk. (laughs) Cheers.
0: (laughs) We are ready to talk franchising.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Let's get ready to rumble!
1: Subway, McDonald's. Who are you taking today?
0: I am going to go McDonald's.
1: Oh, that surprises me. (laughs) Does it? I don't know. I would have thought you wanted to eat fresh. No, 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 no. You the are mistaken. Around.
0: I should say as a disclaimer, I don't really eat fast food. I'm one of those, but something about You're one of those. McDonald's, Sprite <laughs> and french fries just really hits. Somebody doesn't have french fries, so I'm out.
1: Fast food attacks you when you're at your most vulnerable. Long road trip, <laughs> it does. late night, bad decisions, an extra cocktail and all of a sudden you're at Taco Bell. <laughs> But like it I'm has spe- a place. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm no, just, no, you just know a guy. I know people that <laughs> that succumb to the pressure of the late night snacks.
0: What is it about Subway that's making you take that brand?
1: I think in the exploratory around franchises, these two players could not be further juxtaposed. Subway is one of the most ubiquitous franchises around. It costs a fraction of what some other franchises charge in order to get started. And you see them everywhere. Subways are in strip malls all over the place
0: like in back alleys like you're just like all of a sudden like i'm lost and you're like all right there's a subway at least there's a familiar
1: landmark i'm not (laughs) representing subway because i support subway i'm (laughs) representing subway because i think it's an interesting tale in the discussion Mm. around franchises because they do not necessarily put the same level of effort into what i would argue ensuring the success of the franchisee otherwise you wouldn't see so many of them i mean mcdonald's on the other hand does so much to ensure the success of the franchisee down to defining kind of like where you're going to be, like what traffic corner, etc. cetera.
0: That they do. And they they'll definitely, tell you no. So what we are uncovering is McDonald's appears to have higher standards. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Who would have thunk it?
1: Do you know how much it costs to start a franchise for Subway?
0: No, I do not. You did. These I, are, let me assume, Thomas, these are in your it's notes. It's in the notes.
1: <laughs> $15,000 fee. With startups' co- costs ranging to one hundred and fifteen to $270,000, which is nothing in this world of franchising.
0: It is nothing compared to McDonald's, which is, get this, a half a million dollar down payment. Mm. That's a lot of w- Big what, what
1: How does that break down? <laughs>
0: First of all, they have a franchising fee of $45,000, mm-hmm. then a royalty of 4.5% of mm-hmm. gross sales. That is, of course, on top of the half a million dollar down payment.
1: Well, Subway is notorious for its continuous fees. Weekly fee of 12.5% of gross sales minus taxes.
0: Weekly fee?
1: It goes Money goes supposedly towards <laughs> ads and royalties.
0: So, so speaking of Subway- ads, we could say then that the franchisees technically funded...
1: Jared mm, You want to go there huh? <laughs> How can go there? we not go there <laughs> Remember Jared from Subway He's inspired a lot of people He's looking good
0: <laughs> He'll show you the way He's not looking good His name is Jared And he'll lead you to Subway
1: what an inspiration. What? No. What an inspiration, Jared. Oh. They aligned on one person to be their brand ambassador, and they probably could have chosen better. But you see progressive with flow. I mean, you know, who knows what flow's doing. Anything could unravel when you pick just one person to represent your business. That's McDonald's, true. on the other hand, I mean, they're constantly aligning themselves with whatever the next big thing is. You got the BTS mill and McDonald's.
0: BTS, they got in the K-pop scene. They are very always leaning into pop culture.
1: They just continue to stay ahead of the curve.
0: They do, but does it make sense that they have all of this money to invest? It's interesting, like they're asking so much of their franchisees to invest to become a part of owning a McDonald's location. And then all of that money that goes into that is going back into the advertising, which then pulls more people to those locations, which then makes those franchisees more successful. Well, that's so the it-
1: power of, a, of becoming a franchise. You're actually able to pool your funds and resources to roll out much more sophisticated marketing arsenals. And that's that's just something that you see kind of across the board with these big players. But despite all the marketing in the world, you can't hide what Subway has done with their meats. Oh, what do you mean? You didn't hear about the latest and greatest about uh, the subway situation where someone DNA tested some of the tuna and it came back as not tuna and they did it's some not a, tuna. It's a not tuna. <laughs> this is not your tuna. And then they did another test, and they and they uh, you know in another case someone did a study and uh, they found out that you know the chicken was only fifty percent of the chicken. No! the bread had no! too much sugar in it to be classified as bread. No,
0: I don't know. Oh, I already wasn't going there, but they, like no. Now they, I'm driving the opposite direction when I see one. They are what? all
1: over the news for all of these faux pas. Back on July twelfth, they. Sh- shut their facilities down, all of their locations closed. And I don't know if you saw, but on the the thirteenth, they're actually they were actually giving away free subs to launch this new menu. Whoa. They're making literally the largest shifts and changes to their menu that they've ever made. Because People are losing trust. There is too much competition in the fast and casual scene. There is. And people are just not that excited about Subway.
0: They've just had miss after miss. And if you're a franchisee Mm -hmm. owner, you kind of have to consider what the large brand is doing on a national or international scale.
1: And eat fresh is your tagline and you're using food that when tested doesn't necessarily come back as correct. The, this is the campaign that they just rolled out. Eat fresh, reloaded, or something like that. It's like oh, you can't reload no. the freshness. Yeah, the freshness is expiring. The fresh Come was on. a lie. You can't be no like, fresh. It's "Eat
0: fresh, we're back."
1: It's you, like you were never here. No, <laughs> and be uh, the freshness. You can't reload freshness. You don't get it, and that's why your food sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about McDonald's. What do you got going on over there? Oh,
0: gosh. McDonald's has a lot going on. A lot of their success um, is adapting to what their customer Mm -hmm. wants. They change a lot. They change their marketing. They're announcing new things. They're taking things off the menu. They They launch the McRib. They get rid of the McRib. (laughs) Yeah, the McRib is back. It's like they're creating their own PR whirlwind, which is really fascinating. They've definitely also had some... On a large scale brand faux pas that could mm-hmm. have affect, uh, affected franchisee owners, one of which being the minimum wage increase issue that was happening um, where McDonald's actually recently announced a 10 percent salary increase for their U.S. workers. That obviously affects franchisees. Mm-hmm. If there's this national story about a McDonald's pays their employees like crap. That's going to affect all the smaller markets who are actively trying to um, find talent to work at McDonald's.
1: And I think just bridging on that, you're talking about all this talent work that they do to cultivate this, the trainings, etc. On the other hand, becoming a Subway franchisee is easy, requires little to no prior management experience, (laughs) does not... Uh, but does require a two-week training course to be completed. So t- within two weeks, you will know everything you need to know about running a business. And guess what? The number of Subway franchises is on the decline. Ultimately, I think the big challenge that Subway is facing here more than anything is still marketing. They're sort of stuck in time. Other chains beyond just McDonald's, like, think about Arby's. We have the meats. And all the changes that they've made to their menu to sort of stay relevant. Subway's still pumping out ads. They're really just not necessarily making anything happen. And with Tunagate and Jared and his scandal, I mean, let's just say they have a pretty damaged brand reputation.
0: They do. And McDonald's definitely has some solid marketing.
1: One other brand that... I'd love to talk about. And I know it's a little controversial. Chick-fil-A. I knew you were going to say it. Have you been to Chick-fil-A?
0: I've not been to Chick-fil-A at a principal.
1: I understand. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the controversy? Air it out. Get it out there.
0: Chick-fil-A has a history of continuing to bankroll anti-gay groups like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I know not everyone agrees I am very pro LGBT community as are a lot of people, and people can separate the chicken from the people, just like people can separate the musical artist from some weird shit that they did. People I'm sure can celebrate can separate the subway sandwich from Jared. That took a lot of undoing. For me personally, just given their history of backing these anti-LGBTQ charities, I just don't feel as comfortable giving them my money because I feel like I'm giving them that money to turn around and continue to perpetuate something that I don't agree with.
1: Lots of customers, but they make they're beloved. They are beloved. But I was going to say lots of customers now are making decisions around these brand values, Mm -hmm. and and I think that that is an interesting and positive development. Now that I've gotten that off my chest, that <laughs> fucking chicken is so good. It's really delicious.
0: I know. I talked to so many people. They're like, I'm so, so sorry to all the gays that I love, but the chicken's so good. Oh, I, I will not condemn terrib- anyone. I'm not going to judge it's, you.
1: It's terrible that You'd, they've made us have to have this conversation. But you know what? It's
0: like voting. Like, you, that's your dollar. You earned your money. I don't like Where to, you think want about to spend it, it like that vote. But when you want to spend it is not my concern. That is your privilege to do with your money what you please. I'm not going to judge anybody. Just for me personally, I'm not going to go. Well, but I'll go for research.
1: I think you have to go for research, even if you sit in the car I'll and don't order anything. watch you eat it,
0: which is weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's the deal. If you go and you experience what they have done from a soup to nuts, start to finish, order, purchase, delivery... It is unrivaled the way that they manage their drive through, the way that they usher people through the checks and balances that are there. When they open up a new Chick-fil-A, they fly people in other brand ambassadors to showcase the experience that they aim to set. They are Mm -hmm. unbelievably friendly, unbelievably friendly. And they know the menu like the back of their hand. When most businesses first open, they have to figure it out. They have to work the kinks out. They fly the kinks out of the process <laughs> by bringing in solid, smart people that know what they're doing and that love the Chick-fil-A experience. And so my first experience there was during one of these grand openings. And I understand all of the negative things you just discussed. And for our discussion regarding business, I want to put those aside Mm -hmm. for a second and just simply talk around if we're thinking about fast food. And I, I mean, come on, we could be talking about fancy steak dinners and other nice things. We're talking about fast food. So while we're here, drive through experience Dual lanes, people with clipboards coming through and checking with digital kiosks, making sure that you got the proper order. They're happy to see you. They're greeting you. They're setting an expectation. I don't think walking into a subway I've ever left being like, Wow, subway's cool. Like this is awesome.
0: You know, and I guess that make, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, why people would want to franchise a Chick-fil-A establishment.
1: And Chick-fil-A is growing market share because people love the food, and the food is so good that people are willing to balance out all of the negative press that they're getting.
0: Yes, and they actually do not call their franchisees franchisees, which I also just will say off-topic. Not a fan of that word. Weird. They call theirs operators. Operators, however... Do not own or receive equity technically in these businesses. The company actually picks the location and actually owns the restaurant. They can't sell them. They can't pass them on to the next generation. They can open multiple ones. Not a lot of growth there if you're considering franchising. But,
1: I mean, these franchises, I mean, these locations do really, really well. So I don't think... I mean, you know, I know how much traffic
0: that causes... Three losing town, subways
1: so. <laughs> you could trade for one successful Chick-fil-A. I, I don't know. We'd have to do the numbers. <laughs> Chick fil A only requires $10,000 as a fee from um, franchisees. Wow. AKA operators, they only open about 75 to 80 new franchises a year, despite being well over 20,000 applications a year, because the company wants operators to be all in on their business with no interest Mm. in opening other restaurants. There it is. So, and, and I guess that comes back to the quality, the customer experience, everything else. Like they have decided these things. I'm sure in the evolution, I mean, they didn't wake up one day and have all these rules. They were like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we're finding that this franchisee isn't working out well. Oh, that's because they also are busy doing five other businesses. Okay, then great. We need to write that in that that's not going to be a thing. And, oh, we need to realize we want further control over these things.
0: And now for something completely different.
1: So any business, any brand... Can take a page out of a franchise's book. And there's a lot of learnings here. The brands that go through the transition into a franchise are required to come up with all sorts of policies, procedure manuals, this FDD franchise disclosure document that lists all sorts of good information around what you should expect from the business, how much you will earn all the startup capital is required, breakdowns on all sorts of things, these huge, thick documents. And then every franchisee that's buying into that business is buying in to that Bible of information. And not every brand has a Bible sitting back on the shelf with all of the information around best practices. All of us can do a better job with our documentation. And so I think first one uh, in terms of work would be Think like a franchise. Even if you're not planning on franchising, documentation is critical for every business. And that's what makes your business valuable. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's people wanting to invest in learning your delivery model. If you think you have a great approach to to how you do business, that should be documented. If you want to scale and grow your bottom line and win in business, borrow a page from the franchises. Second, consider your growth plan and exit strategy. Are you where you want to be? Have you ever considered what it might mean for your business and your ability to scale, your ability to take on capital and new partnerships? Uh, If you have a great cash flow business, it's worth considering. You might be getting old. You might be getting near retirement. You might be saying, you know, what's next for me? You may want to retire early. Who knows? Sit on a beach. I love it. Next, make your marketing pop. Businesses that become franchises Become marketing machines. They get all of these other units, business units, providing capital towards that. They work hard to make every customer interaction consistent from one location to another, from one website visit to a social page. They leverage their brand mark and their external persona so that it stands out. Last, they say location, location, location. If you're about to open another location for your business, consider investing in getting the best possible data to back that decision. If you can't afford to do that, use the competitive landscape. Every industry has a McDonald's that's investing in good data. So if you had to take one thing away from the show today, I think it's that Veronica's probably not going to take my uh, invite to come to Chick-fil-A for a tasty chicken sandwich.
0: (laughs) And it's that uh, Thomas will take your invite to go to Subway, (laughs) no matter what.
1: (laughs) Eat frozen, baby. And with that, we're out, folks. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? How can I serve you today? I'm going to do a um, spicy deluxe. Oh, can I make sure I get Chick-fil-A sauce on mine as well? Hey, how you doing? Yes, Thomas. Thank you very much. Fuck yeah! Let's go! All right, Veronica, you lost this one.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Brand to Brand. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends.